All right, go ahead and um, take your Bibles tonight and open up to the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5, and it's so good to be here. Uh, the last time I was uh, at the church, y'all were still in the motel, so I haven't seen this. This is wonderful, man. It's really nice and just a blessing to have this building. And uh, this I've seen, I've driven by on 288 and seen the outside, so to have this location, man, it's just wonderful. And man, it looks, this, is, this looks really, really good, and so, man, I'm glad the Lord's Blessed y'all with this. This is a real blessing, and uh, man, it's so good. I'm, I'm just so glad to be here. Um, I appreciate the music, too, and Kamari did a great job. And uh, Who played the off tour? I can't, oh, Becca did a wonderful job with that. And then, uh, and that, that, that song, it just reminded me, I heard, um, I've heard, I'd heard it before. The very first time I'd, I remember hearing it, I knew when I, when I was a child, I'm sure I heard it, but um, I heard it at a sword conference. And David Chamberlain sang it. He played and sang it. Anybody know who David Chamberlain is? He, he plays for faith music. And, uh, and just to hear him sing that, he, for those of you who know his story, his, I think his wife died of cancer, very young. He lo- lost his wife. And he was playing that song and singing that. And, you know, it, it means a lot to all of us. But somebody that had gone through something like that, and, and for him to be able to sing it anyway, it was, I just, it's always stuck with me um, as he sang that. But anyway, appreciate that and all the music. And I appreciate getting to, getting to be here. <clears throat> Excuse me, Brother Steve. I was trying to think. So how long have y'all been married now, Becca? What? All right. So about right before they got married. He came in August, right? So before, right before y'all got married. And uh, so that was, you know, I'd seen that he came through on, um, with the tour group. And that, I, I really, honestly, I, I can tell you the truth. And, and I don't remember him from the tour. I mean, roughly just, he played the trumpet, right? And, uh, and you know, it's one of those things that later on, you know, because we had different tour groups that come in, and, and of course, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the single guys that were in there. What did I care, right? <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Becca was paying a little more attention than I was. So, I, so I remember, you know, but it's, it's vague. It's vague in that. And then, but then he came to work and was on staff there, really, until he, uh, until he came here. And then, uh, so anyway, just, uh, and it's, time goes by so fast. But anyway, so good to be over here with him. And, of course, uh, with Ryan, Brother Josh, and Brother Matt. Good to see you all again, Melissa and the family there. And, uh, and so they are in. So today he's in where? Is he still in Romania? Is he in, he's in Moldova today. Okay. So, uh, and he's got Brother Wooders with him, right? And then there's Cameron with him too, right? Okay. So uh, I remember Cameron. And then, boy, I tried uh Chloe was in kindergarten with Josiah. I remember that. And Josiah is my oldest, and he's 14. And I've got Jeremiah and Melissa and Micah's up here. So anyway, but uh, but good to be here tonight. A uh, couple things before we read this, and we'll uh, I'll try to get done you know, relatively early. Um, I mean, with the time change, we've got an extra hour, right? Uh, that <laughs> that y'all need. So anyway, um, I don't. I, I use all my jokes at at church, so y'all are new people to hear my jokes. And I plus I got my teenage boys with us. They like to hear Dad's uh, <laughs> corny jokes. Has Brother Steve told the one about the um, about the couple that was going to get married, and one of them the, the the one of them had smelly feet, and the other one had bad breath? You, have you heard that one? All right, you may, have y'all heard that before or not? Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell it again. I just enjoy telling it. So, so there's this couple, and uh, <clears throat> maybe like some. I just I thought about it with uh, <laughs> when I was thinking about Stephen back at Dayton. No, it's nothing with Stephen back at Dayton, but. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, so there's a couple, and, and they were dating, uh, 
and, and man, get ready to get married. But they both had a secret, all right? The, the man, he had, he could, there's nothing to do about it, okay? His feet just stunk. When he would take off his shoes, his feet just stunk. And so he did everything he could. To, he, obviously, when you're dating, you don't want anybody to know those things. So he did everything he could to hide that from her. And so he would never, I mean, around her, obviously, never take his shoes off, ever, and uh, made sure that never happened. If they were wherever they were, uh, obviously, if they were, you know, gone to one of the other's houses to meet the family, whatever, he, he just, doesn't matter how, he just didn't take his shoes off, ever, and was able to hide that from her. Well, she had a secret. Hers was a little more difficult to hide. But her breath was just awful. I mean, her breath, have you ever been around somebody? <laughs> all right, anyway, uh, breath was just awful, all right? And I mean, I mean, but was she, so she did everything she could. She tried, you know, to speak this way when he was over here. Obviously tried to just uh, swallow mints nonstop, whatever um, she could do. To, and so she did everything she could to hide it and, and was able to. I mean, the whole time they were dating, both of them, he was able to hide the fact that his feet just stunk. And, uh, and if he took off his shoes, oh, it just, it was awful. And uh, she was able to hide the fact that, you know, her breath was just awful. So... They get to wedding day, and they get married, and they go through the ceremony, and they get, and, and even in the ceremony, she did everything she could, didn't mm, say anything, you know, kissed the bride, mm, yeah, that was about it, and did everything she could just to hide the fact that her breath was, so then they're driving away, they're heading out on their honeymoon, and they both sort of separately get to thinking, you know, he's thinking, and she's thinking, and he's like, you know, I, I don't want to have any secrets in our marriage, right? I have got to, I got to let her know. I got to let her know, you know. I got to, I got to let her know that I have secrets. She's sort of thinking the same thing, you know. I don't want to have any secrets in the marriage. I need to tell him what's going on. And so, so he finally gets up the courage and he says, look, he says, look, honey, I got, I got something. I got a, I got a secret that I tried to hide from you that, that I have, I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you this. And so she's been thinking, she, you know, she's like, you know, mine's more important than yours, basically, is what she's thinking. She's like, I've got to get this out before he does. And so she decides this. When he says that, she's like, well, no, honey. And she turns to him, and she says, I'm going to just let him know. And she breathes on him and says, I've got a secret to tell you like that. He's like, you ate my socks. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so that was his, uh, <laughs> that was his secret. All right. That's, that's the first one. Here's the second one. Let me give you a second one, all right? Now, this is going to be a little harder for Brian and Josh to keep up with, okay? Spouses will be all right, and the rest of y'all should be able to get this, okay? One more. I, I told this Becca not too long ago, so she remembers this. So there was, uh, this, was, this was a wedding. This wasn't dating. This was a wedding, all right? And it was a real fancy wedding. Had just, if y'all been to one that has a lot, I like going to weddings. There's a lot of food. My, my wife, one of her friends got married, and they had shrimp, you know, and I'm putting it in my pockets and taking it with me. So this was this was super fantastic wedding, and and just had, and so what <clears throat> what they had, in fact, it was they they did this at the wedding there. They would have lines for uh, each part of your meal. So they have like uh, for the meats, they'd have a line for pork, a line for steak, you know. A line even for fish, a line. so all the different meats they'd have a line for. And so he went up and, and got his wife. Uh, he's there at the wedding, there, friends. What? So he gets and takes it back to her as they're there again. They're from friends of theirs are getting married. Just this huge wedding. 
So he goes and he gets there. Then they'd have a line for the, uh, for the vegetables, you know. They have green beans, broccoli, carrots, you know, asparagus, uh, collards, whatever. So there was a line for each one. And so, so you do that. Then the uh, then same thing with your, your potatoes, baked potato, mashed potato, you know, uh, fried potatoes, whatever, all the different types of potatoes. And so he did that. So he went up. So he went up to each line, got her meat, all right, and, and uh, got that for and, and it's just a huge place, huge wedding. So it's, it's a long line for everything. He's, but he's doing all this for her. So he gets that and goes, gets in line, gets her vegetable, gets her potato. Then um, they even had uh, dessert lines and all kinds of desserts, but you had to pick you know, each separate line. So. So he goes and does all that, and then he, he takes it all the food back to her, and he says, all right, I got it all for him. I mean, it's, it's been an hour trying to get this food for her. And so he gives it to her, and she says, well, honey, you forgot something. Say what? Said you forgot my drink. Okay. So she sends him back up for a drink, and so he goes, so there, there's a, uh, he's like, well, you know, before he goes, it gets halfway up, there's like, well, I don't know what she wants, you know, there's all these lines, what do I do? So. Goes back to her. He says, all right, honey, look, this is it. I can't do this anymore. He's like, what do you want to drink? She's saying, well, I, I just like some punch. Okay. okay. Goes up there. Gets in seats. He's got the milk line. Had a, a soda, soft drink. They don't say pop around. Nobody says pop. Okay, good. Got that line there, all right? Uh, even got like a juice line. All these different things uh, that he has there. So, all right, so we're in um, Second Kings. Chapter number 5, all right, in verse 26. We are waiting for it. That's the end of the joke, sorry. There's no punchline. Anyway, all right, um, <coughs> sorry. 2 Kings chapter 5 and uh, verse, so I don't know, is, or is it, I don't know if Josh got that one or not. He's still thinking, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> All right, 2 Kings chapter 5, that's all for tonight, sorry. Verse number, verse number 26, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 26. And he said unto him, When not mine heart with thee, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and oliveyards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maidservants? The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper as white as snow. Father, I do thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for the word of God. And uh, Lord, just for, for these people, Lord, who were uh, coming tonight to hear your word. We want to come under the word of God and listen to what you have for us. I pray that you give me the words to say. Thank you for Brother Steve. I do pray for, uh, for those as they're on the mission trip. Keep them safe, Lord, and give them good results in the time they get to spend on this. And, uh, and Lord, just bless uh, those that are here. And the families that are here, and I thank you for each one of them tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. I preached this just a, this probably a month or two ago, to a couple months ago, to our church. And really, this is, uh, I preached it for teenagers um, and for parents and all that, but really, it's good for all of us tonight. And so I want to use it in this passage in 2 Kings chapter 5. Most of y'all know the main story here, and, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, okay? Even probably the children know what happens here, and that's... Uh, Naaman is a leper, and he is uh, a Syrian, so he is not a Jew. And so in our vernacular, it's a little different in the Old Testament, but we would consider him not to be saved, as we think of saved, right? He came from Syria. He had been witnessed to by a, uh, a really a, a captive they had there, a maid, um, that had told him about. And so I don't know, at some point in this story, we assume Naaman does 
accept Christ. And a little different um, in the Old Testament, they did that by faith still. But we're not told exactly when, but as we get to the end of the story, and interesting, uh, this is not part of the message tonight, but it's an interesting name. And remember, once he, once he do, believes what um, Elisha actually told him and gets healed, remember he says, hey, excuse me when I, you know, I go worship the gods with the other ones. You know, it's like he wants a little excuse there for what he's going to do. But I do think it's a, a pretty good testimony of his salvation at some point. But, and so that's the story. So we know that Naaman and Elisha tells him, hey, you go go dip. Uh, go in the Jordan River seven times, and he doesn't want to do it, and we know, and he's finally convinced to do that. Uh, and that's the story, and he dips in there, and he's, and he's healed, and that's a wonderful story, a miracle that God did. But I want to talk tonight about this um, <clears throat> uh, with Naaman and with this story. Um, and and uh, it reminded me of this. I, there's a, I meant to bring it tonight. I didn't bring it with me. I found this in, uh, in my dad's office. He has this in his drawer, and I was talking about it uh, when I did this message in church, and um, I didn't realize he had a copy of this in his drawer. But how many of y'all remember the, uh, I brought this up in church recently, I don't recommend all these, all right, uh, but some of them are pretty good. Y'all remember back in the 80s and 90s, the Far Side comics, y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Okay. Well, there was one, <clears throat> there's a lot of them, but, and I, again, I wouldn't recommend all of them, but there was one that had a picture of this guy sort of uh, in, in the jungle, and, and he's the jungle sword on this side, and then there's civilization on this side, and he's running across a bridge, one of those wooden bridges from civilization to the jungle. And uh, you, know, you can tell he's a, he's a native uh, that's come out there. And as he's going across the bridge in his hands, he's carrying a TV. He's got a television in his hands. And as he's heading across that bridge. And the comic said this underneath it. <clears throat> it said... Uh, uh, Tonga was the guy's name that put on them in the comic there. Uh, Tonga <coughs> uh, took, the, uh, <coughs> took, it, took that item across the bridge. And it says there that their idol, it says, was now his. It says, as well as its curse. So it shows that him carrying that television and it said that idol, he grabbed that idol. And, and you see him, and as he's going, all these people are following him, trying to get the idol back, all right? And he just knew they all worshipped it, right? He saw the television in their home and he didn't know what it was, but he said they worshipped it. And it says, so the idol is now his, as well as its curse. And so when he took that back to where he was, he was taking the idol, yes, he had the item that they all wanted, but he also took the curse with it. And you know, tonight, I'm, I'm preaching to people who already know this and what we're going to talk about tonight, but it's a good reminder. It's not only a good reminder for us. I've got my children here. It's a good reminder for our children. Good reminder for our children tonight. I want to just talk about it for just a couple minutes. I want you to look at verse, go back to verse 15 of this, uh, of this chapter. Verse 15. In this chapter, again, Naaman has now already been healed. He's been healed, and he comes back to thank Elisha for the healing. And verse 15 says, He returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Therefore, I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. So Naaman comes back, and he's so thankful now. I mean, he's healed. Imagine that. I mean, the leprosy that he had, and now his body's healed. And he says, Elisha, here, I just want you to take. I've got some gifts for you. I want you to take them. Just take those gifts. And, then, and nothing, as far as we know, and we see later on what the gifts are, there's nothing wrong with the gifts he's given them. Okay? There's no sin in the gifts at all. But he says, Elisha, I want you to take these gifts. And verse number 16, but he said, as the Lord liveth before whom I stand, Elisha says, I will receive none. And the Bible says, and he urged him to take it, but he refused. 
So Naaman says, Elisha, you got, I mean, you've got to take these. I don't want, boy, you, you healed me. And, of course, Elisha knows, and, and, and even Naaman recognizes it wasn't Elisha. It was through his God. But, boy, you're the one. If I hadn't come here, I wouldn't have been healed. And he says, I want you to take this, those things that I brought. I want you to take them with you. And, and he urges Elisha. And Elisha says, no, I'm not going to take those things. can't take those things. By the way, just a couple things with that. Understand this, and uh, we won't take time to turn to do all this tonight, but in the book of Acts, it tells us, you remember the story of Simon, and uh, <clears throat> he's there, and, and he hears Philip preach, and he sees the power of God, and he, and he tries to pay for the power of the Holy Spirit. You remember that story in the book of Acts? You know, the power of God can't be paid for. We can't pay for it. And that power of God that, that had come and healed Naaman, that couldn't be paid for. Elisha understood that. There's nothing that he could pay to get that power. And so Naaman's trying to, trying to reward him for that, and he said, I don't want any of that, and you know, think about um, the story of, uh, again, we'll turn that for time's sake, but in Genesis. And remember what, remember when uh, Abram rescued Lot. Remember Lot got captured. And Abram rescued him, and the king of Sodom wanted to give to Abraham. Remember, he says, hey, I want to pay you for it. And Abraham says, no, I do not want you to be able to say, I do not want the world be able to say that you made Abram rich. He says, I don't want that to happen. He says, I'll take the money to pay for his supplies. and that, but I won't take any extra. And so, understand, we can't pay for the power of God, and the ungodly should not be providing for the godly. We shouldn't let the ungodly provide for the godly. Um, we shouldn't do that. And, and, and so that's, as Elisha here, he refuses these gifts of name and says, I will not receive, even though he was urged to do it, he refused to do it. He said, I'm not going to take it. Now, unbeknownst, well, I shouldn't say unbeknownst to Elisha, I think Elisha knew what was going on, and and Elisha, we don't have any record of him being married, having children, or anything like that. So, uh, <clears throat> didn't necessarily have children, but he did have a servant. He had Gehazi. And you think about Gehazi. So, Gehazi sees all that. He sees what went on. And he sees the fact that, that Elisha had a chance to take those things, and he refused them. And so, Gehazi, here's what happened. <clears throat> and if we're not careful, this can, this can happen, by the way, it's going to happen just with us, too. But it also can happen with our family, with our children. Gehazi, you know, he started, he started thinking, Elisha is missing out. Elisha's missing out. Elisha doesn't understand what he's missing out on. Naaman's got things that he could have, and Elisha's missing out on those things. So Gehazi sees, you, man, that, that he had an opportunity to be rewarded by Naaman, he didn't take it. So look at verse number 17, and Naaman talks about uh, the sacrifices. We talked about that in verses uh, 17 and 18, and then verse 19 says he departed from him a little way. So, so Naaman leaves. Verse number 20. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master hath spared Naaman the Syrian, and not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take someone of him. He said, I'm going to go after what Naaman has. Hey, listen, be careful with your families of going after what the world has. Hey, and even as we try to make the right decisions with that, if we're not careful with our children, they'll start to think they're missing something from the world. Well, that the world has something that they need. And so, so Gehazi looks and he says, boy, he let those things go. I'm going to go after those things. And he run, he, he's after it. He's going, he's running after it. And he wanted those things that Naaman had. I see this so much, and again, we've got a, a good group here tonight on Sunday night, but I see this even in our church. I'll see there's some that it seems like they want 
what the world has, you know? They'll come to church and they'll, they'll be in church on Sunday morning. But, you know, the way they live, they, they want to come, but then they also want to live with what the world has. And, and it's so attractive to them. And, again, if we're not careful, it can creep in into our own lives. And, and Gehazi saw what Naaman had, and he wanted that. And what's interesting to me is this. He had seen the power of God. He had seen Naaman before when he had leprosy, and then he'd seen Naaman after he was healed. And, and Gehazi knew, just like Elisha Naaman, he knew the power of God had done that. And I have, people, I have young people in our church, they've seen God work, they've seen it, and yet they still want what Naaman has. They still want those things. And so we'll see, and as we see God work in our lives, man, make sure we understand where the power of God come from, comes from. And that's what Gehazi wanted. He wanted those things. So he goes after it, verse number 21. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. And when Naaman saw him running after him, you imagine this. Naaman's headed out, and the Bible says he looks back, and he sees him running at Man, Gehazi is a full sprint heading towards him. Naaman thinks that, man, something's supposed to be wrong, right? I mean, really, that's what I'm sure in Naaman's mind. Boy, so, so, something happened. What, what happened here? And uh, he turns there in verse number 21. He lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, it's all well. I mean, he's, he's, he's worried something's happened. So Naaman stops the chariot, gets down. Boy, is everything okay? Somebody get hurt? And Gehazi, verse number 22, and he said, all is well. My master has sent me, saying, behold... Even now, there be come to, there be come to me uh, one from Mount Ephraim. Me from Mount Ephraim, two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So Gaius says, it's, it's not a big deal, so it's not, not an emergency, but we've had a couple people show up, and we need some, uh, some clothes. Notice what he wants. He wants the clothes of the world. He wants the money of the world. He said, need some money. It's some clothes. We need some things for them. And he, and he wants what the world has to offer. Listen, Naaman had brought those things from Syria. So those things he had with him were not things that he had uh, after he was saved. Before he was saved, he gathered those things together. And he says, boy, he says, I want, the, I want these things that, that, uh, that, I can, that we can use for these people. Of course, we know that he's not telling the truth. But he says, I want the, I want the world's clothes. I want the world's money. Man, be careful about going after those things of the world. And going after, even when we say the world's money, obviously we know we have to use money, but of compromising what we believe to try to get money from the world. You know, the world's, the world's after us, and they, anything we can do to compromise. And, and by the way, uh, when it comes to money, you can't, uh, man, you can't beat the world. We had, uh, this years ago, we were married, and uh, I don't know if we had children yet. And we got a, I don't think we had any children, so we got a check from the IRS for a couple thousand dollars, all right? This was after we gotten some taxes back, but this was extra. This was extra. This is how the world deals with money, all right? This was extra. So we got this was we got our money back from taxes, and then we got this check. And I mean, for us, that was, good night. That was that's a year's pay. No, that's a, but uh, but no. So we got that. And we're like, man, that this is this is about. I told my wife. We both talked. Said, man, this isn't this isn't right because I've. <laughs> I do the taxes, and uh, I said, this can't, be, this can't be right. I said, I've done this for a while, and there's no way. So I called, I called the IRS. I said, look, y'all sent us a check for about $2,000, and it, we, don't, we shouldn't have gotten that. I said, we shouldn't have gotten that. I said, I did the taxes. I looked, I said, there's no way we should have gotten that. And so they said, no, no, you're supposed to get it. I said, no, we're not. We're not supposed to get it. We're not supposed to. 
And uh, they said, no, you are. And so this was, again, I mean, this was probably May, June, somewhere in there. So what we did was we just, we just put it in the bank. We left. We didn't touch it. We didn't spend it. We didn't do anything with it. But I told her, I said, there's no way. So we get a letter, if I remember right, about August that says, we made a mistake in sending you that check. We need that money back. And $50 in interest we had to pay. $50 in interest. I called him and said, look, I said, I told you we, this wasn't our check. All right? They, were, they said, well, I'm sorry. So we had to pay. What are you going to do? Hire a lawyer for, to challenge the IRS for $50? Are you going to win against the IRS? No. So we had to pay back the IRS their money plus $50. Now, I didn't really want to do that. You say, are you equating the IRS with the devil? Yes. All right. Uh, no, I didn't want to do that and pay the devil back his money. But also, no. I, look, we had to do it. That was, that was the right thing to do. As much I didn't want to compromise for the $50 or whatever it was to keep that. I, didn't, I can't believe they did it. And so every, now, every year, anytime we do get a check from the IRS, we're very careful. But anyway, so $50 we had to pay. But that's the, listen, you don't want to take the world's money, what the world is going to offer, and compromise for those things. And yet that's what Gehazi said, that's what I want. I want naming what you have. I want those garments you have. I want that money that you have. And, of course, we know what he does here. And, by the way, boy, I've seen this happen with people. I know my Christian people, at least claim to be Christian, they'll, they'll lie. They'll lie to get those things. And he's being dishonest here. And I'll say, I've seen it happen with young people. I've dealt with our, uh, before, uh, really for the last 22 years, we've been working with our young people. Man, you'll see young people, as they get away from God, they'll lie to mom and dad. They'll lie to mom and dad to get the things of the world. Hey, they'll go, they'll go over somebody's house and say, Mom, Dad, I'm just going over there. It's a friend. Blah, blah, blah. And then they'll go do things that they know Mom and Dad would let them do. And they're lying to Mom and Dad just to get to do the things of the world because those things are attractive to them. And so that's what Gehazi did. Boy, he wasn't telling the truth. He knew what was going on, but he chased after the things that Naaman had. And so he goes and gets those gifts and Tells them some things that gets the money, gets the, uh, not only uh, that, gets the uh, changes of garments, verse number 23. And Naaman said, be content, take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver and two bags and, uh, and gives him even more than what he asked for. And, and, uh, and gives them, had them upon two of his servants and they bear them for him. So he says, look, man, we'll, we'll take care of you. And Naaman did, all right? Naaman's thankful. And again, not anything wrong Naaman did here. He's just here, take it. So he gives him extra. So Gehazi heads back, and we know what happens, verse number 24. And when he came to the tower, Gehazi said, you know, let's not go all the way here, okay? <laughs> he says he took them he took uh, them from their hand and bestowed them in the house, and he let them in go, and they departed. He says, look, they don't need to go all the way to the house here, right? I don't want everybody to see what's going on. Just give me the stuff, and he takes it, and he hides it, puts it away. And what happens is this, I'm telling you, when we start to move and compromise and want those things of the world, then not only did he lie to those in the world, but what happens next? He lies to the man of God, verse number 25. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said unto him, Whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy servant went no weather, so I didn't go anywhere. Boy, he starts to lie to the man of God. What would, what would get us to the point where we would do that, right? Sin will do that to us, right? And Gehazi, look, I don't know that, as far as I know, we don't, we don't have a uh, sure testimony of in this, but, but I would guess that Gehazi, would we think of as saved? Boy, he wasn't somebody that lived his life for the devil. He, 
He was serving the man of God, and, and it seems to be even later on he does that. We know before he was doing that, he was serving Elisha there and doing that, and yet he gets to the point here, he's gotten where he lies to Naaman, and now he lies to Elisha. Of course, you know what Elisha says to him in verse number 26, the verses read at the beginning, he said unto him, When not mine heart with thee, when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, is it a time to receive money, to receive garments and olives and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maids? Say, it's not a time to receive those things right now. It says, my heart went with you. I think about parents whose heart has gone with their children as their children went away from God. Boy, and what, what God's done. And they see, man, and, 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 and what God can do in those lives. But man, when they start to move away and their heart goes with them. I want you to notice something. And this is what we'll finish up with. Verse number 27. The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper as white as snow. I want you to notice something. At least from what we have in this story. Do you realize this? Uh, unless there's something in there that, about, well the Bible doesn't tell us, let's put it that way, okay? As far as we know, Elisha did not take those gifts away from Naaman, right? He went and took that. There's nothing in there that says that he told uh, Naaman, I mean, um, from Gehazi. He said, there's nothing in there that tells us he took those from Gehazi. Gehazi had taken those and hidden those. But there's nothing that Elisha said, hey, Gehazi, give me back those gifts. We don't have that. So as best we know, Gehazi got to keep the gifts of Naaman. But understand, with, with the gifts of Naaman comes what? The curse. The leprosy of Naaman. Hey, keep that stuff. But let me tell you what comes with it. Hey, and for your children, hey, bring in those things of the world. That's fine. But let me tell you what comes with it. Yeah, he got to keep those gifts. But the Bible says, Elijah said, that leprosy of Naaman goes along with the gifts. Hey, he had seen the power of God. Gehazi knew. He knew that leprosy was cleansed by the power of God, and yet he still wanted the things of the world. Hey, just remember for us as families, for me, for my family, for you and your family, for you as individuals, when we go after the things of the world, when we go after the things of Naaman, you can keep them. But what's going to come with them? And is it worth the price Hey, we go after the things of the world. Don't expect to have the power of God. And you wonder sometimes. You see people. You see young people. You see older people. You say, didn't you see? <laughs> hey, Gehazi, those, do you understand something? Naaman had those gifts when he had the leprosy. They did nothing for him, right? He couldn't get healed from his, they couldn't do anything for him. He had those gifts. He was willing to pay anybody. To get that leprosy, he'll do anything he had to do. And remember his servants finally talked to him. Hey, didn't you say you'd do anything basically? Why wouldn't you just dip yourself in this river even though it's dirty? Yeah, you're right. Hey, he'd have paid anything. He'd have given any gifts. But those gifts couldn't get rid of his leprosy. The power of God took care of his leprosy. That's what did it. And yet Gehazi saw that and knew that and said, I want those gifts. Those gifts don't come by themselves. So remember tonight, we want the gifts 
of the world. We start to lean that direction, and we want the things of the world. And he wanted the changes of raiment of the world. He wanted the money of the world. But what comes with it? Is it worth the price? And listen, teach your children. Those gifts of the world that look, and they look great. And we want those things. What's going to come with it? That leprosy came on Gehazi, came with those gifts, those gifts that could do nothing for him. And now, guess what Gehazi has? He's got the gifts that can do nothing for him, and he's got the leprosy. Not a real good trade, right? Think about what God, God wants to do in our lives, and don't get to the point where we allow the things of the world to become more important than the power of God in our lives. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your word. Lord, help us to, in our own hearts, and I know, Lord, tonight we're speaking to a group here that wants to do right and is trying to do everything they can to, to serve you, and, and Lord, as best I know, we're trying to follow what you've told them to do in the Word of God. Lord, but I do know this, that not only for us, for our families, for our children, maybe families that aren't here tonight, maybe extended family we have, and Lord, we look and we see, and it seems like they're exchanging the power of God for the things of the world. They don't think about the fact that those, those things from the world come with a price tag. And as those gifts of the world seem important to us, Lord, as we look at the story tonight, it can't be worth the leprosy. So Lord, help us to cleanse our own hearts, cleanse our own lives, and then be a help to those that need it. So they can also look in their lives to be, to be cleansed from those things of the world that would bring them down. In Jesus' name. Everybody stand with head bowed and eyes closed, and I don't know what y'all do for invitation, but if y'all, as she plays, as Lord spoke to you, you come forward tonight.